This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Cruz with the Comstock Report. NOAA's Climate Prediction Center issued another update of the U.S. Drought Monitor. It is not a pretty picture because there's little evidence of drought conditions easing during the winter when we vitally need above normal precipitation to recharge depleted subsoil moisture west of the Mississippi to the Pacific Northwest. In fact, drought conditions are actually worsening when you take stock of the narrative that was published with the new map. 34 U.S. states are experiencing moderate drought, D1 or worse, no change from the previous week, and up two states from last month. 55.2% of the lower 48 states are in some stage of drought, with no reduction since last week and a 9.1% increase since last month. 185.1 million crop acres are now in some stage of drought, no reduction from last week and up 1.2% from the previous month. Hard red winter wheat is at particular risk. Across the United States, 58% of all winter wheat acres are in some stage of drought, up five points from the previous week. The cure for higher prices has always been higher prices, but with higher costs leaping ahead of higher crop prices, the incentive to boost production is somewhat marginalized. How farmers manage their costs will have as much to do with 2022 profitability as the price of grain and soy. Global farmers have attempted to step up production, but to date, weather has throttled the production expansion, and higher costs will do likewise. I think that there will be a good chance that we can make money in 2022. The La Nina is having its classic negative impact on South American crops, but models predict it will crest in early 2022 and then fade to neutral as the year progresses. That could be good for our summer weather. Any crop year begins with good preparation and a favorable fall allowed farmers to get well prepared for next year. The drought in the Northern Corn Belt has dropped into the southern plains, threatening winter wheat, while improving opportunities for Minneapolis wheat. Dr. Elwin Taylor thinks that the southern plains will again be the epicenter of the 89-year drought cycle forecast to climax mid-decade. I think that there's too much potential to become overly bearish. I was asked if I thought that inflation would take commodities for a ride. My answer was that I thought that inflation would provide support on breaks. Once we get cash sales made capturing the positive basis, then there will literally be a world of opportunity for re-ownership on deep Chicago border trade corrections. The next fundamentals of significance are how long the drought in southern Brazil and Argentina extends and the USDA's 2021 annual crop production report, January 12th. We are continuing to make incremental cash sales on Chicago border trade strength. January soybeans face their next significant overhead resistance at July and August highs near 1380. For the 14 western Corn Belt locations where we track the spot corn basis, it declined to flat with March futures versus two cents premium the week before. That was only because the average cash bid among them improved 11 cents to six dollars and six cents from the 5.95 the week before. In fact, nine of the 14 locations had bids well below six dollars. Topped by the Valero ethanol facility in Fort Dodge, Iowa at 631. Further, a flat basis is still 16 cents better than the three-year average of 16 under at this point in the season. BTN tracks thousands of locations and the national average spot corn basis held steady at 10 under the March for the fourth straight week. 
We continue to note exceptional basis wherever there's an ethanol refiner in the mix of 45 merchants listed for each zip code we check. The Valero refiner in Hartley, Iowa was the second highest at 625. Turning to 22 new crop beds, we saw penny basis improvement at the 14 locations we monitor to 28 under December 22 futures versus 32 under the week before. That's particularly impressive because the average new crop basis gained 8 cents for the week. Now turning to soybeans west of the Mississippi, last week was a very strong week. Among the 14 locations we tracked in the western soy belt, the average bid rose 49 cents to 13.13 from 12.64 the previous week. That exceeded the gains in futures. The national soybeans average basis reported by DTN lagged gains in futures by a penny, dropping to 36 under from 35 the week before. New crop 22 soybean crop basis improved 4 cents to 55 under from the November 22 contract from 59 the previous week. That is a little better than the three-year average of 66 cents under the November contract at harvest time in the western soy belt. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.